I want to speak today, this morning, a message called The Wonders of His Love. You're familiar with the song and the carol, Joy to the World? Verse 4 of Joy to the World reads this way. He rules the earth with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of His righteousness and the wonders of His love. What are some of the wonders of His love and His glorious plan of redemption for you and I? I think one of the greatest wonders of His love is His awesome care for you and I. And as we place our lives in His hands, and as we roll all of our cares on Him, we know that He surely comforts and puts His loving arms around us because He cares for us so much. In the book of John, in chapter 1 and verse 16, in the New Living Translation it says this, that we have all benefited from the rich blessings that He brought to us. One glorious blessing after another. From His abundance we have all received one gracious blessing after another. I love this verse in the Amplified Version, and I want us to read it together today. Amen? Stir yourselves up a little bit in the Word this morning. Ready, read. For out of His fullness, His abundance, we have all received, all had a share, and we are all supplied with one grace after another, and spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing, and even favor upon favor, and gift heaped upon heap. Isn't that a great verse? You know, when the angel came to Mary and to announce that she would be the mother of Jesus, he said something really important to her that is also pertinent to you and I in our lives. In Luke 1.28, And the angel came unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee, and blessed art thou among women. How many of you know we're blessed? We're blessed coming in and we're blessed going out. How many of you know the Lord's not only with us, but He's for us and He lives on the inside of us? And just as Mary was highly favored, I'm looking at a congregation today that is highly favored of God. One of the greatest wonders of His love is this grace upon grace, this favor upon favor that is layered and stacked up for you for every day of your life. Amen? Notice with me in Psalms, the fifth chapter and the second verse. Psalms 5, and we look at verse 12. It says this, uh, For thou, Lord, will bless the righteous. Say it with me, I am the righteousness of God. In Christ Jesus. So he's talking about you, right? Is that you? How about this section way over here? Is that you? How about this one here? How about you? Over there in Amen Alley. Is that you, Hassan? Amen. We're the righteousness of God. The Bible says He will bless the righteous. What will He bless us with? With favor. And He says that this favor will be like a encirclement, a circle of protection, a shield, and it will encompass you, 
and it will protect you and it will preserve you every day of your life. Hallelujah. We need the favor of God. And we have the favor of God every day, all day, 365 days a year. Amen? Now, you know that religion is not Christianity. Religion is God's search for man. Religion oftentimes has a list of do's and don'ts and rituals. But Christianity is about relationship. And what religion is all about is what can I do to earn God's favor? But Christianity says, I receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness. And as a result, I can reign in life as a king through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And in Job chapter 10, I want you to look at this verse. Let's just feed on this for a moment. The wonders of his love. One of the wonders of his love is the favor of God. Let's read this together. Ready, read. Thou hast granted me life and favor, and thy visitation has preserved thy visitation. You know, I went to a grade school in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I grew up Catholic, and uh, we, in South Minneapolis, where I grew up, they had parishes, and uh, a little bit deeper south toward downtown was Incarnation, and a little bit further north was Annunciation, and we were right in the middle, Visitation. And I had no idea what visitation meant. I thought it meant when grandma came for Christmas. But that's not what the word of God talks about visitation right there. No, thank God he came to earth. He visited mankind. He became as you were so that we could become like he is. He came in glory. He came in power. He visited us with his presence and with his goodness. And then he said, you know what? I will never leave you nor forsake you. Woo, glory to God. Thy visitation, it has preserved my spirit. But I want you to know this, that it's been granted, it's been bestowed upon you as a free gift. Now, look over at Psalms 30. And uh, notice with me in verse 5 in the Amplified Version. Anybody ever messed up or ever done something that they wish they hadn't done? How about said something they wish they hadn't said? I just about did something yesterday that I would have regretted. But Brenda stopped me. Glory. She could see on my face that I was getting a little riled up. And, you know, we were out looking at cars and stuff like that. And, and uh, the guy said something to me I didn't like. And I, my flesh, you know, your flesh is like that little jack-in-the-box. Now, I've been in ministry almost 40 years, but I still got to hold my flesh in line. How about you? How about you, Neil? You've been a Christian longer than I. Did your flesh try to rise up? <laughs> I know I don't have to ask Brother George that. We're good friends. <laughs> How about you, Hassan? Your flesh ever. Tra- yeah. Well, that's why he told us to keep under your body and bring your flesh into subjection. Lest that by any means, while I preach to others, I myself should be a castaway. You see, we, we, we are a spirit. Amen. We live in a body. Amen. And uh, unless your spirit is in charge 24-7, this flesh will try to rise up. And I have no idea what this has to do with the message. Oh, yeah. 
His anger is but for a moment. <laughs> but thank God, what is his favor for? His favor was for 2014, but you never know what God might do in 2015. His favor was good last decade, but man, you know the economy and you just don't know about this and that. No, thank God, his favor is tested. It is for a lifetime. Look at your neighbor and say, the favor of God is surrounding you. It's in you. It's on you for your whole life. Woo, glory to God. Amen. Now, weeping may endure for a night. We're going to go through some tests. We're going to go through some trials. But we found out they're small potatoes. They're small potatoes. That means we shouldn't get all upset about it. Because it's small in the sight of God. It's small in His eyes. When we magnify the Lord and lift Him up and worship Him, He becomes large in our eyes. He becomes bigger than those small tests we go through. Weeping may endure for a night, but what comes in the morning? Joy, joy comes in the morning. The joy of the Lord comes in the morning. And the favor of God is for a lifetime. Here's what I found out about the favor of God. Favor will get you to places you could never get to by yourself. The favor of God gives you an advantage for success. Oh, glory to God. Learn to identify the favor of God in what seems like a small thing to you. Magnify Him. Thank Him for His favor for something that just happened to you. It might be a parking place at the mall. It might be you getting to the front of the line where there's been a long line. That happened to me the other day. I had no more intention of cutting in line than, you know, you would have. Well, I'm not sure about you. But this lady came, she pointed at me and says, come here. She says, go right over there. I said, me? She said, yeah, you. Now, I had a San Francisco Giants hat on. I was just getting ready to work out. I didn't even know if I'd shaved yet. But the favor of God will meet you even before you shave. Put me right to the front of the line. Save me, I'm sure, about 45 minutes to an hour. When those kind of things happen in your life, give God the glory. I got into the parking lot and I said, oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I'm so grateful for your favor. Hallelujah. The favor of God will take you from the back of the line and put you at the front of the line. Amen. The favor of God will promote you when no one around you is getting promoted. The favor of God will cut you a deal. I'm telling you, the favor of God will get to you what you need. Oh, the wonders of his love. Now, favor simply means this, to support, to endorse, to assist, to make easier, to provide with advantages, and to show special privileges. Amen. Webster's defines the favor of God as an advantage for success. Years ago, Jerry Savelle did a series on the favor of God. And on the front of the series, here's what it said. Favor, it opens doors, creates opportunities. Turns adversaries into allies. Amen. Accelerates progress and brings great blessings. Favor is the birthright of every believer. Hallelujah. 
And so then a major key to activating the favor of God is continuously make declarations of his favor and you will continuously see manifestations of his favor in your life. Let me show you what I mean. Look at Job chapter 22 and notice with me in verse 28. Are you getting anything out of this today? This may be just a refresher course for you, but I know I need to hear it. Amen. I need to hear this. In Job chapter 22 and verse 28, and we'll look at it first in the King James, and we'll look at it in the Amplified. It says, Thou shalt decree a thing. Well, what are we decreeing? We're decreeing the favor of God. We're decreeing the wonders of His love in us and on us. It says here, Thou shalt decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy ways. Now, look at this in the Amplified Version. You shall also decide and decree a thing. You must make a decision to continuously declare his favor upon your life. Amen? Amen. Without a quality decision, we will allow these things to slip from us. Amen? So the Word of God says we are not to be forgetful hearers, but a doer of the work. Now, making your tongue do its duty... Making yourself speak God's word when you don't feel like it seems like a lot of work. But if you will school yourself into faith when it seems like you don't need it, if you will feed your heart faith when it seems like you don't need it, your heart will feed your mouth faith when you do need it. Amen. Amen. Look at this. You shall decide. I'm making a decision and decree a thing that I've got favor. And it will be established for you. Now read the rest of it with me. And the light of God's favor shall shine upon your ways. So number one, the wonders of his love. Say it with me, the favor of God. All right, so let's look at our second carol. Hark the herald angels sing. You could probably announce all these verses on your own. But let me just remind you what verse 1 says. Hark the herald angels sing. Glory to the newborn king. Peace on earth and mercy mild. God and sinners reconciled. The truth of the matter is this. Is God has reconciled man to himself. I am so glad that God reconciled me 2,000 years ago. And I'm very, very happy to understand this reconciling power that came to my life in the 1970s. Hallelujah. The Bible says we are to tell that it was personally God present in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, that God was not imputing their trespasses unto them, And he has given to us the good news, the word of reconciliation, to tell the world that God loves them, to tell the world that God's not upset with them, to tell the world that the blood has been shed. Thank you for this 9.52 a.m. enthusiasm. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) I'm just kidding you. But they came to the shepherds with good news. Good news. They came to herald the birth of Christ. They came with news that this old world had never heard before. And that is that no longer 
did people have to be afraid of God. Isn't that good news? Man, when I grew up, I was so intimidated and fearful of God. And you know why I was? It's because what I was taught. And I really bought what I was taught because I had a respect for my elders. But how many of you know what you're taught isn't necessarily always biblical? Because perhaps they had their traditions passed down from their elders. So the bottom line is this. We don't uh, disrespect elders and we don't disrespect our upbringing, but we respect the word of God more than we respect the traditions of men. How many of you know the traditions of men make the word of God of none effect? Amen? And so then everything I say and everything you hear on the radio and everything that you read and everything that you see on television, you really have to line it up with the word. Does this line up with the word? You know, if what you hear just just doesn't seem right, go to the word. And then talk to the Lord about it. And let the Holy Spirit illuminate the truth to you. Amen? Amen. But I was very fearful, very intimidated of God. Oh, but when the good news came to me, that God wasn't upset with me, that God loved me, glory to God, it set my heart free. Did it set your heart free? You know, Adam was extremely intimidated of God, was he not? What did Adam do once he had committed high treason? The Bible says that Adam, what? He hid himself as if you could hide from God. And when the Lord asked him, where are you, Adam? Of course, God knew where he was. He was just locating, where are you at? What's going on with you? And he says, well, when I was afraid and I backed down and I backed off from your presence. You see, guilt and condemnation will always cause you to run from God. But righteousness and faith will always give you access to the throne of grace. Amen? So we must not fear, but we must do what the Bible says, to draw near. Now, this is a great truth that we want to look at. Look at Luke chapter 2 here for a few moments. Luke chapter 2, and we'll notice verses 10 through 14. I thought it would be good to tie in the Christmas message, glory to God, with a good word for you. I haven't come with bad news this morning. I've come with good news. Now notice with me. Let's read verses 10 through 14 together. What do you say? You ready? And the angels said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day In the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Verse 12. Go ahead. Lion in a manger. Verse 13. There was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God. Here's what they said. Let's read it together. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace. Woo, glory to God. Did you get it? And on earth, peace in God's will to man. Now, I'm not going to talk about peace so much. What I want to talk about is the removal of fear from our lives when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. 
And then the ongoing faith that God has given us that overcomes every fear that you and I face in this life. And we will face them. But thank God for his great and glorious grace. And thank God for the verse of scripture that says God didn't give us a spirit of fear. But he gave us a spirit of power and a love and of a sound mind. Say with me, I've got a calm, well-balanced, sound mind. And for every tear and for every fear, I have a faith-filled promise. So with my faith, I take the sword of the Spirit and I resist fear and I speak life and fear must flee. Glory to God. Amen. Now, what I want you to look at is 1 John chapter 4, and I think it's verse 18 in the Amplified Version. I want us to to notice this verse. It says, there is no fear in love. When we get a hold of the wonders of his love, there's no fear in our lives. Dread does not exist. But full-grown, complete Perfect love. That means as we get more of a revelation of this love and as we mature in him, what happens is this love turns fear out of doors and expels every trace of terror. Every trace of terror. For fear brings with it the thought of punishment. And so he who is afraid has not reached the full maturity of love is not yet grown into love's complete perfection. Amen. And so my prayer for you is this, is that you get insight and you get a greater revelation of the love of God which passeth knowledge. And that this holiday season, this Christmas season, you may have the richest measure of his divine presence. And that you become a person that is wholly filled and flooded and overflowing with the love of God. Not only the love of God for you, but the love of God through you to others. Somebody shout amen. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. You ready for one more? I'm not quite yet. I don't know where my notes are. (laughs) Glory to God. Verse 2 of Hark the Herald Angels Sing. You didn't know you could preach the Christmas carols. It goes like this. Veiled in flesh the Godhead, Godhead see. Hail the incarnate deity, pleased with man to dwell, Jesus our Emmanuel. Say it with me, Jesus, my Emmanuel. And so the main mission of Jesus Christ coming to earth was eventually to go to Calvary and become your substitute. How many of you know that Jesus was the world's greatest teacher but we didn't need more teaching we rejoiced in it but what you and I needed is we needed a substitute we needed him as the lamb slain before the foundation of the world to come and take our sin to take our disease to take our guilt and to take our shame and I'm so glad that he did Turn with me in John chapter 1, and let's look at verse 14 through verse, well, 14 and verse 18 in the NIV. Read it with me if you would. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, 
the glory of the one and only, who came from the Father, What was he full of? He was full of grace. And he was full of truth. And when he walked this world, when he walked this earth, his grace was deposited everywhere he went. His grace manifested through his words. His words were gracious. His grace manifested through healing the leper and raising the dead. Look at me in verse 18. Read it with me. No one has ever seen God, but God, the one and only, who is at the Father's side, He has made Him known. The Amplified says it like this. He has declared Him, He has revealed Him, and brought Him out where He could be seen. What's this saying? This is saying to you and I that God went public. God went public. What did Jesus do? Jesus brought God out into the open where everyone could see what God was like. Philip asked Jesus one day, he says, show us the Father and it will be sufficient for us. And basically, the summation of what Jesus said to Philip was this, is he that has seen me has seen the Father. If you see what I do, you really are seeing the Father's will. Because I'm only doing what I see my father do. When you hear what I say, you're basically hearing the father say it. Because I'm only saying what I hear my father saying. He brought God out in the wide open. He opened people's eyes to see the father. Glory to God. Now religious people couldn't see him. But people whose hearts are open can see him. And do you know it's the same way it is today? Religious people can't really grasp revelation knowledge. But when you have an open heart, you know, we got an open book. And we've got the revelator on the inside of us. He will show us the Father. He will show you things to come. He will reveal to you His plan and His purposes for your life. Somebody shout amen. Amen. So let's look at Hebrews chapter 1. And notice with me in verse 3, we're going to look at it in the New Living Translation first. And then we're going to look at it over in the Amplified. Hebrews chapter 1, in verse 3, it says that the sun radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. And he sustains everything by the mighty power of his command. Man, I like that. When he had cleansed us from our sins, he sat down at the place of honor at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven. Now look at it in the Amplified version. Amplified says, he is the sole expression of the glory of God. The light being. You like that? How many of you know that God is light? And in him is no darkness whatsoever. He is the light being. He is the outrain or radiance of the divine. And he is the perfect imprint and very image of God's nature. Upholding and maintaining and guiding and propelling the universe by his mighty word of power. You know what that says to me? That says to me that I don't have to worry about global warming. Warming. Hey, he's upholding. 
He's maintaining. He's guiding. He's propelling the whole universe by his mighty word of power. You know what that means? That means our God's a big God. It also means that I don't need to worry about the PG&E bill. I don't have to worry about my kids. Why? Because I serve a God whose eye is upon my life. I serve a God and you serve a God who's upholding your life. The very fact that we woke up this morning and have the privilege to sit in this Word and Spirit church tells us that the hand of the Lord is upon us. The very fact that when you leave here in a few moments and you go enjoy your family and you maybe go enjoy a meal, you know what that tells us? It tells us that God is good all the time and that all the time our God is good. The very fact that you were able to drive to church today and not walk tells you that your God is so good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The very fact that you got a roof over your head and it wasn't a bridge tells you that God is good. He has brought you this far and he's not going to let you down. He's not going to relax his hold on you. He's got your front. He's got your back. He's got your head. He's got your whole life. And he's upholding and propelling you by the word of his power. And what that does for me, it gives me hope. And it gives me a confident and favorable expectation for my future. Because in days ahead, as I face a test, I can just rest in the wonders of His love. As I face these tests and I face these times of trouble, I can snuggle with the Creator of the universe. Hallelujah, I can lift up my voice and rejoice because He's Almighty God. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the Everlasting Father. He is my God. And He will liberally supply to full my every need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And when you face a fiery test, take the shield of faith and quench it and enter into rest. For those that believe Him will enter into rest and they will enjoy life and have it at its very best. Glory to God. Woo! Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. He's upholding your life. Don't you worry about your children. They're coming from afar. They're coming back. Amen? Don't you worry about your finances. God's connecting you. God's hooking you up. Hallelujah. If you've been faithful, if you've been loyal to the Lord and to your local church and to faithfully sow your seed, just lean back like Brenda said last week in those everlasting arms. Let those arms uphold you. Let Him propel you by His glorious power. Amen? You encouraged today? I hope so. He's maintaining and he's guiding and propelling the universe by his mighty word of power. When he had by himself accomplished our cleansing of sins and riddance of guilt, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. And so we know how God treats people, amen? But looking at the gospel accounts of Jesus Christ... 
If Jesus was doing good 2,000 years ago, you can bank on it. He's doing good this morning in Hayward. I saw those people lined up at the Black Bear Diner. They're just about to eat the good of the land. Hopefully they don't come to church and fall asleep like some of you have. Hallelujah. No, thank God he's still the same today. Yesterday. Today. And forever. Come on, let's stand up and shout a while. Hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> Woo! The wonders of His love. The wonders of His blessing. The wonders of His favor. The wonders of His fearless life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want to shout it from the housetops. Glory to God in the highest. Peace on earth. God's will toward man. God's will in the Bay Area. God's will in the USA. God's will. Let it rain, Lord. Let it rain. Let it rain. Let it rain. Let it rain, Lord. Woo! Glory, 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 glory. So let the angels sing. Let the people of God rejoice at heart of the Bay today. Let them dance. Let them shout. Let them run. Let the joy of the Lord rule. A.W. Tozer wrote, What we believe about God is the most important thing about us. Do you see your father as he was represented by Jesus? Or do you have a religiously altered version? Go to the Gospels and get to know your father. Pray this with me. Jesus, you are my Emmanuel. You are God with me. God for me. Thank you, Lord. As I celebrate Christmas this year, I freshly and anew receive the wonders of your love. Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor and just say, God bless you. Merry Christmas. Hallelujah.